In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review, for the week ending December the 4th, the Farm Service Agency has announced the enrollment period for the Agricultural Risk Coverage, ARC, and Price Loss Coverage, PLC programs, and it opens on Monday. Producers are encouraged to contact their local FSA office to schedule an appointment to enroll. If a farm is not enrolled during the 2016 enrollment period, producers on that farm will not be eligible for financial assistance from either ARC or PLC should crop prices or farm revenues fall below the historical price or revenue benchmarks established by the program. Well, in other news, the World Trade Organization's decision concerning country of origin labeling is scheduled for this coming Monday, December 7th. Here's the Vice President of Government Affairs for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, Colin Woodall. This announcement is going to come out next Monday, December the 7th. And unfortunately, we expect it to be very close to what Canada and Mexico have asked for, which is almost $3 billion in retaliatory tariffs to be authorized. At that point in time, it's going to take them about 10 days to put in all the mechanisms in order to affect these tariffs. And at that point in time, we're looking at probably you know the 16th, 17th, 18th of December when those will be implemented. So we have a very narrow window of opportunity here to try to get Congress to finally act to repeal cool. Now, Mexico is seeking WTO authorization for more than $653 million, while Canada is seeking more than $3 billion in tariffs against the U.S. for failing to repeal U.S. cool regulations. There was a lot of question as to whether or not the new government in Canada would have the same position on cool retaliation as the previous conservative government did. And it's quite obvious in all the things that we have seen from the prime minister and their trade minister and ag minister that they are going to be as uh, forceful, if not even a little more forceful than the previous government was. So all indications are they will implement retaliation immediately. It will be on a whole host of products, including a 100% tariff on beef is what we're expecting right now. And so that will happen and they will not delay their, their action. In other news, each year we hear statistics that the age of the average farmer continues to rise and how efforts need to be made to get younger generations on the farm. Well, Brianna Bullard has a story on how efforts are being made to hopefully see this happen. With the average age of farmers rising, getting younger generations to consider agriculture as a career has become increasingly important. Dr. Dave Williams, the head of the horticulture department at Auburn University, says finding ways to engage students and provide opportunities to teach them about agriculture is the key. I think we're going to need to find um, uh, internship opportunities, uh, learning experiences for them to be able to to, to learn more about the just the nuts and bolts of what it means to be in agriculture. Dr. Williams says it's the responsibility of those already involved in the ag industry to help encourage the next generation. I think we have to seize on the opportunity and they'll want to be uh, seek a career in the industry, whatever that is, whatever form that takes, whether they say, start their own business or whether they get into industry in some other capacity and are supported because we, we've got to have, we really have to have another generation that steps up and fills the, fills the gap. For Southeast Agnet, I'm Brianna Bullard. Tyron Spearman caught up with Georgia Peanut Commission Chairman Armin Morris this past week, and they discussed various issues of interest to peanut growers. Our guest today is Armin Morris, the chairman of the Georgia Peanut Commission. And Armin, how would you evaluate the crop we just harvested? Tyron, it was a reasonably good crop, but we had a lot of challenges this year. The weather conditions were not conducive in some areas for good crops. We had too much rain, too little rain, rain in some areas. And then we had some seg twos and seg threes, even with the rainfall that we had this year. So, you know, it's a pretty decent crop overall. And looking up for next year, how do you see it? Is these other commodities going to help us or not? 
we're going to have a lot of challenges in all commodities next year. Commodities are cheap, and uh, it's going to be hard for the farmer to make it no matter what commodity he produces next year. So I expect peanuts to be cheap again next year. How about markets, home and abroad? We have good markets, and having lower-priced peanuts helps us to accomplish uh, capitalizing on foreign markets. So hopefully it's going to help us a great deal on our markets, uh, home and abroad. Armin Morris, the chairman of the Georgia Peanut Commission. I'm Tyron Spearman with Southeast Agnet. Kathy Isom tells us about the gift that not only gives but can transform a family this holiday season. Get into the holiday spirit and make gift-giving easy, festive, and fun, but also with a focus on helping families improve their lives with livestock and training. You can do that by giving a heifer gift, such as a goat, for example. These versatile creatures can supply up to a ton of milk a year. They can be used to make milk, cheese, butter, and improve income with the sale of milk products. Not to mention, they can have up to two or three kids per year, provide manure for fertilizer, and are small enough to keep on even the smallest farms. For 70 years, Heifer International has provided livestock and environmentally sound agricultural training to improve the lives of those who struggle daily for reliable sources of food and income. Heifer is currently working in more than 30 countries, including the U.S., to help families and communities become more self-reliant. To learn more about giving the ultimate gift this holiday season and transforming a family, visit heifer.org to make a donation. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast Agnet. And to wrap up this week's podcast, Ever Griner talks about Satsuma oranges making a comeback. Well, looks like the Satsuma orange is making a comeback. The small, tasty orange was never a big part of the citrus industry. It was grown primarily in North Florida and South Alabama. Had a ready market. But about 1935, a devastating freeze killed most of the trees and the crop just vanished. Well, now Satsuma production meetings are drawing big crowds of farmers mostly in South Georgia, who are interested in growing these satsumas. Some 25 farmers have already planted satsuma trees in about 14 Georgia counties. Primarily small plots, you know, just a few acres to utilize unused plots. That's not all. There's a new interest in all states along the Gulf Coast. Satsuma trees will tolerate as much cold as peaches, so the moderate winters should be no problem. Meanwhile, Satsuma acreage is definitely on the increase in the Gulf Coastal areas. So we're going to see. And that's Ag Review for today. Everett Greiner, Southeast Agnet. You can hear those reports and more from this past week on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.